Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Syracuse football is 3-0 for the first time in four years. And a Rodney Gadsden catch in the end zone in seven seconds left to spare in the fourth quarter. Put the orange up 31 to 29 before the extra point. And Syracuse would score 22 points in the fourth quarter to uh, pull off the win. So, I'm sorry, it wasn't 22 in the fourth quarter. Yes, it was 22 in the fourth quarter. So I was right. You'll hear yeah. from us, mm-hmm. and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. And um, it has been all day trying to get this show off the tarmac. So uh, hopefully, without any issues, we should be able to move forward. So I know everyone's excited. Fan feedback was was uh, pretty blown up yesterday. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Uh, Joe's been having to work the Facebook page because I am on restriction for um in facebook jail or whatever because uh, my account was hacked and they did all kinds of um they broke all kinds of rules joe so uh i'm suffer i suffer for it and you can't contact anyone in facebook and tell them what's going on so there's no like contact us anything anywhere that i know of right so anyways i decided you know what i'll just do my time and um I only use that for, I only use Facebook for the, for the, for the uh, podcast, but I would suggest if you're not on Twitter to go there, because I've never, ever, ever had a problem on Twitter, uh, despite other people having issues with Twitter. We never have had a problem on Twitter. And uh, right. if you're not on Twitter, I would go there because I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to put up with the... Um, people over at facebook as as most of you well know if you've listened to the show for any amount of time all right so let's hear from us and then we'll hear from you but first as always we're going to listen to what coach had to say immediately following the win you know that i just thought that uh we have to be patient and you know tucker has to be patient it's, it's frustrating not to see him do what he's done because we, we're very capable of what he can do. But uh, they had a good game plan. They were uh, giving us certain things. 
And if you really go back and watch the tape, I, which I'm going to do three or four times, it seems every time that we acted like we were going to give him the ball and did something else, that good things happened to us. So uh, he affects the game in more ways than just by rushing yards and passing yards. He's somebody that you need to be have an eye out for on every single play. It's more ladder, just having a really good game. I wouldn't consider it that, but Aronde is very, very skilled. He, uh, his dad was an NFL guy, and he walked in here with a lot of skills. Coach Johnson has added a lot to those skills. And when you're when you're in the offense with Coach and I, and, and with great uh, with Garrett doing the things that he's been doing, throwing the football, that it's going to be electric. You know that fourth and one was uh, interesting. And once again, if I'm not, I might be mistaken, but I thought we faked the ball to Tucker. And I knew it was a fake, and then I'm like, did they just give him the ball? That Tucker was doing such a fantastic job, acting like he had the ball. And then uh, I want to say that was a third read by uh, Garrett, but I could be wrong. But I think it was his third read going back to Aronde. And then Aronde did some uh, some Michael Jackson-type booze, getting that thing in the end zone down by the sideline, which was exciting to see. Coach, just to speak to the grit of this team, especially in the second half, that every time there was any positive play by Purdue. You always had an answer for that, and obviously in those last few seconds of the game, we're able to close it out. Well, I, I, <laughs> you know, I would like to say we're lucky, but I think that uh, you, know, you make your own luck. And uh, these guys were, have really prepared. They've really changed what they do at night. And uh, they may not, may not have changed what they're going to do tonight, but they've really changed what they've normally done at night, and they're really focused about giving their best performance on game day. And uh, so far, so good. Their best performance has been good. Not perfect, even though the record is perfect. The performance hasn't been perfect, but it's been more than good enough for the record to be perfect. I think it was just two teams really wanting to win. And you, and the thing you guys got to understand is when our quarterback gets hit more, and I'm not talking about from uh, – you know, drop pass rushes. I'm talking about he actually runs the football, so sometimes he gets hit and he needs a little time to catch his breath. But I just thought it was two def two defenses that were playing outstanding football, two offenses that were really calculating on when they could get their opportunities to uh, take a shot. And then if you watch the game, even though everybody's shot didn't happen, there were shots taken. I mean, guys, are, we were going for it, they were going for it. Sometimes it happened, sometimes it didn't. I thought there was two or three deep balls with uh, Deuce and uh, Jihad. And, I mean, where those balls were like, is it P.I.? Is it not P.I.? I mean, it, I just thought it was a great game. Now, somebody's got to tell me what happened with all those penalties on the sideline at the end because it looked like the same thing as last year where I got in trouble for saying, dang it. And no one ever came over and said anything to me. But I, it worked out in our favor. But I really didn't see it because I was focused on what was going to happen uh, next, supposedly, on the football field. I thought Schrader, that's what guys do. That's what leaders do. They battle, okay? And if you're an A student, you don't get an A all the time. You get an A most of the time. And his first two games, I thought, were averaged out to an A for sure. And if this game averages out to a B, so be it. But when you have someone that's like a pitcher who's not bringing their best stuff but they still find a way to get people out. They still find a way to clear the bases and not allow you to score runs. Or in football, he finds a way to get his team in the end zone. That's called leadership, and I'll follow that all day long. Coach, um, the secondary struggled a little bit today just from splash plays with uh, Charlie Jones and some of the receivers on Purdue. 
what's the message to them to improve on some of those one-on-one -on -one matchups going forward? The secondary did not struggle today. We gave up a lot of passing yards to a really, really good wide receiver who's a transfer from Iowa who is not only going to not only did good things against us, he's probably going to be a first or second team All-American if he doesn't get hurt, and I hope he doesn't because it just goes to show what kids can do when they when they when they really get hooked up with a quarterback that they believe in and they go out and work countless hours in the summer. That kid is good, okay? We can, you can say whatever you want. That kid is really, really good. And I think what we saw was the first of many battles of our corners versus really good wideouts, okay? And some people are going to get help. You know, our safeties, we can give them help. Our linebackers, we can give them help. Our D-line, we can give them help. You will get no help playing corner at Syracuse University if you really want to be on an island where people drop off food and you're all by yourself. Okay, come play corner here because there's no one to help you. And uh, sometimes they're going to win. They're gunslingers, and sometimes they're going to lose. But our corners... They normally win more than they lose, and that's what we need them to do if we're going to be successful on defense. All right, a little long-winded there. It was a difficult. It was a difficult press conference to pin down. Coach has a way about giving the longest answers possible. So, uh, and when you try to edit it down, it's you, you take away some of the context of it. I feel like so. Anyways, that's t especially tough. To this morning when I went and did that. So anyways, let's start at the top, Joe. Uh, Tucker, not um, look, clearly Purdue's game plan on defense was to not allow Tucker to do anything. And they did a pretty good job. Um, I would say they did, they, well, they did, they did an okay job. Because, I mean, like Coach said, to his point, uh, even when he doesn't have the ball in his hand, the, the idea of him having the ball in his hand, whether he does or he doesn't, it keeps the defenses on their toes. And if that's their game plan, it's going to create issues either way. And that's just because he's just that that player. They're focused on him. He affects the game whether he's running like we're used to seeing or not. He struggled a little bit yesterday, a lot bit. I mean, he had he had enough carries to do more than, you know, 18 carries you expect. Yeah, he should be greater than 100 yards most of the time. But yesterday was not the case, Joe. So uh, with that said, uh, thankfully, we were able to, they were able to pull this thing off with um, Schrader having to do a bit more than he normally would have to. No, oh, yeah. And that's, again, what's going to happen when you have a Sean Tucker. Um, you saw that they try to take that away and, uh, kudos to their back, uh, their back end safeties and stuff, and some of their corners. They had some some good plays, and it took a little while for us to figure it out um, as far as how to get some guys open. Um, as you notice, the Arande Gats and stuff. You know, both both times it was a situation where he lined up to the right and kind of crossed the field into the open area because they kind of cleared it out for him as far as the receivers on the other back end. So. Um, that was kind of the play that was working and some of the things that were that were working because I'll tell you what, I mean, they definitely weren't letting Tucker do anything. That's why Schrader got 83 yards off 17 carries because they were basically forcing Sean Tucker to beat – or sorry, Garrett Schrader to beat him and, um, you know, get hit 
and hopefully they figured out that they'd wear uh, Garrett Schrader down um, in the game. And, you know, in the first half, that's kind of what it looked like. Um, a lot of times he just couldn't get the ball out of his hands, whether his receivers were recovered or, recovered or you know, the offensive line um, wasn't was allowing. I mean, there wasn't they, a lot of pressure, they, but they, there was, right? He held the – well, yes, but he, he had – there was plenty of times where you're like, do something, do something, because he did the, – the offensive line was doing a pretty damn good job a bunch. And you can only hold for so long. I mean, there there was multiple times where he's back there, like going through his progressions and going, "Okay, all right, what, what are we gonna do?" And you know, sometimes he take off. I mean, he took a couple. He took a couple pops. Yeah. He took a couple pops doing that. But I thought, all in all, I thought that the offensive line just did good. I I think um, for just as far as Schrader goes, well, we'll get to it. We'll get into it. So don't say too much because it's down the line. Um, yeah. Gadsden Joe. Stepping up, he's leading the team in rushing now. Um, I think he's got 193 or something like that totaled. That's according to ESPN for the for the year, and um, you know 112 yesterday. But two, well, obviously clutch, right? So the the big one, the big one, really, the fourth and one, um, and the patience of him kind of slowing down and stutter stepping and waiting for that blocker to kind of get in front of him to be able to to cut and get into the end zone was tremendous. I thought it was freaking tremendous. I, I rewound it to see exactly what he did. Um, and, and then I think, yeah, when my wife came home, she watched the fourth quarter. I was on the phone with you when we were talking about that. But right. um, I watched it again, and it's just, I mean, that was amazing. Um, the great play. It was a great play, and I, that was the clutch play. Well, I mean, there were so many, right? So the you know Caleb Okachuku with the with the pick six. I mean, obviously huge. I mean, there's so many huge plays in that game, and you go into the fourth quarter at ten to nine, and you end up at thirty two twenty nine. A lot happens. Um, there wasn't a fake. The coach thought there was a fake to Tucker. I didn't see a fake to Tucker, but it was his third read. His first read was Tucker um, coming out of the backfield, actually. And then I'm not sure where he went, but but Gadsden was his third read, and just a tremendous effort by Gadsden, like I said, to be patient like that, slowing down a little bit to find a path. And huge, coming up clutch is is Gadsden. And uh, Coach yep. had, I, I edited it out because this thing, this montage was pushing almost eight minutes, but he had some good things to say about Gadsden as far as his abilities on the field and um, catching the ball and, and, and things like that. So, you know... We had a group text with Tyler yesterday. He mentioned, you know, he's still a little worried about the receivers. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm. I, I would go there yet because of the success that we've had for the through the first two games. One of those games being Louisville was pretty good. So I mean, I don't know. I would. I would keep my powder dry on that for now. But it, it, yesterday, it doesn't matter. It was kind of ugly, but they they, they came through and around against and uh, coming up big. Yeah, yeah, I think that they the first half. I mean, the the thread in the conversation we talked to, to um, and Tyler was during halftime, and there was nothing in the first half that showed you that our receivers were playing that well. Um, you know, Purdue was very, very good at. I mean, Schrader did get away sometimes, but they did bottle him up other times as well. And I think that they brought a lot in the box to take Tucker away, and also the short kind of timing routes that I think Schrader's been really, really good at completing, and that's why. 
you know, that's one of the things when you're not at the game and you're on, you know, watching on the TV and the way that the, the cameras and angles play is that, yeah, it looks like Schrader is in the pocket like, you know, just he can one, two, three, and then get it out. But what you don't see is you don't see what's happening the with coverage. the receivers and the D. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, they Purdue played a different type of defense to stop a running game. And, 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 and uh, you know, someone that they're talking about has a chance Heisman and they could he could have passed Ernie Davis, you know, um, yeah, last came, night. Yeah, came up and, a little short. He came a little short. He's eventually going to do it. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, they came in to stop that and they were playing up. And when we played, we were playing back, you know, and we were kind of giving them what they could take. And it's a completely different game. I mean, we were playing a defense to allow them to get the ball one, two, three, and get it out and get those short passes, keep everything in front of us. Uh, Purdue, they were basically forcing us to throw it downfield like we did the couple of touchdowns that we did get. Um, And I don't know if it's just we didn't get separation or Gary Schrader didn't want to pull the trigger earlier, take the chances. But, um, yeah, it was first half was a feeling out process. And to tell you the truth, I mean, um, you know, we talked about it, but Purdue probably should have had more points. I mean, I think that Garrett Schrader, he rushed the ball a little bit. We had some plays that, you know, the double reverse pass that we missed that LaQuinn Allen either could have ran or should have been able to hit Garrett Schrader. And then there was a drive that kind of we shot ourselves in the foot when as far as um, a couple um, penalties. The second second to last drive of the game? No, I'm talking about just the first half. Oh, gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we, there was a drive there where we were moving the ball, and I thought we might be able to get some points on the board. I don't know if that's when we had the missed field goal or if we just had a couple penalties and we ended up punting it. But, um, yeah, uh, first half was definitely ugly for sure. But um, to what the coach alluded to, like halftime, halftime was good. Halftime, yeah. he said, you know, he was looking at their eyes. They were all ready to go. They knew that they left some meat on the bone out there in the first half. And, you know they were. They know they're better than that, and they know they, that. They, yep. and, they, and they knew they had a whole, a whole another half to make up for it with a killer, with a killer crowd. And like coach said, you don't make your own luck. But they they were bailed out by some timely penalties. A Schrader pick ended up coming back because of a penalty, and a couple other small ones. But I think I feel like that was a pretty big one. And you know, the, I fi- I think the to be fair, I think the officiating was sloppy, and it, I don't think it. I think I don't think there was. Um, I think we benefited from some of it, the, some of the sloppiness, and sometimes we didn't. But, you know, finally we kind of come on top uh, for once as far as, as far as that whole thing goes. But, um, oh, yeah. you know, we both, th- we both put up some, we both had bad penalties that, you know, yeah. stop drives or allowed drives to keep going. Yeah, you know, there's some stuff that might have been missed here or there. And, you know, it's just quite, it was just a questionable. It's questionably officiated game, kind of uh, on both sides of the ball, and and at the you know a game like that, I feel like it's a wash. You know, I yep. understand, I understand kind of where Purdue's coming from. If you get boned that hard at the end of a um, at the end of a a game, you're gonna feel some kind of way, and um, you know, but you know they kind of brought as far as I know, they kind of brought it upon themselves. Um, so, um. Ten and nine heading into the fourth quarter, then all of a sudden it becomes a shootout, um, and and this brings you back to the penalty at the end of the game. And the um, I think it was an unsportsmanlike conduct, um, someone getting in someone's face, and then uh, the coaches on on the Purdue sideline didn't like that, and then they got one, so it doubled up. And I think we, you know, 
was just a mess. They kicked from like their 10 yard line or something like that at one point. Yeah. You know, it's like, I just, uh, there was so much that happened. There's so much that happened. It, you almost In that need. Fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah, you almost need like a, a timeline of events, you know, to to actually run through it and remember it. And I watched it twice. It's just a ton. So yeah. it felt like a whole game. I mean, we're talking. We put this game pushed four hours, if not if not pushed it, it might have been four hours. So. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to there's some things you can control. Sometimes some things you can't control. You know what I mean? I think that we, we had a couple rough in the passers and they had the late hit out of bounds that kept the drive going. Like there are always, there were things that happened, but we talked about the mistakes, right? We talked when we came in about how O'Connell and Schrader, neither of them had any interceptions coming into the game. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Aiden McC- Schrader still Aiden, doesn't. Yeah. Schrader still doesn't. And Aiden, Aiden O'Connell, as much as they picked us apart, a lot of it, like I said, was just, I mean, it was dink and dunk right in front of you. I mean, until fourth quarter where Charlie Jones got some, um, and I think Deion Burks got a decent pass too there. You know, Payne Durham, the tight end, was was catching, you know, balls down the middle all day. But, um, I mean, he made a, a, a bonehead, you know, unlike Aiden O'Connell play that, you know, ended up throwing the ball right into Caleb Ochoa's hands and he ran into a pick six. That was probably the play of the game. I mean – you really think about it even though they still came back and took the lead after that which is insane yeah you had the um that was the, the schrader hits zay jones with the touchdown pass right who schrader hit i think it was it what was it, at the end of the third quarter when um isaiah, no, isaiah jones yeah yeah yeah, yep. yeah yeah uh that was 10-9 right yep and then um, then the Gadsden play, forty-six yard touchdown. That was the one where he kind of he kind of Michael Jacksoned his way into the end zone, like Coach mm-hmm. said. Uh, the, you got to convert the two-point conversion there at that point, due to them um, missing one and you being able to, and then trying to go for it again and missing it, trying to get up three, right? Yeah. And then right, so then now you have the opportunity to go take a two-point conversion and go up three, which they did, and they get that, and then one play later. Well, one offensive play later for for Purdue was was that um, Okachuku uh, t- um, pick six. So all of a sudden, you know, this thing is looking like wow. I mean, Syracuse is getting ready to blow them out, and then obviously that that did not happen with uh, you know a long touchdown pass uh, to Charlie Jones, and then them coming back and and. Um, yeah, it was less than a minute later, you know, a yeah. minute and a half later. And even after that, like, it was a situation where, like, the play calling after that Charlie touchdown uh, or the Charlie Jones touchdown was um, was not too great, you know. Uh, we get the ball back, and um, they kind of just went right down the field and scored. Yeah, they, they, yeah. and they made it a three-point game, and then before you knew it, they, and then they, you know, they miss a field goal, right? We're, like, thinking, oh, this is great. You know, but little did we know, and they they were gonna then they go up. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> is that like with six forty one to go, we were up three. We get the ball, and we have to give the ball back, and then they get it and miss a go down, miss a field goal to tie it, and then we get it again, and then they still we have to give it back to them, and then they get the ball and they go down and score with fifty one seconds to go to take the lead. 
by four. And that all happened in, I mean, less than six minutes. We had the ball two different times. Yeah, and I thought it was close to three minutes, but didn't do anything. Didn't do anything with it, right? So, um, yeah. But then there was the bonehead play of the week, and that's where you get that tweet that I saw. There was some type of tweet on, um, obviously on Twitter, uh, but it said something about how well, you can see a tweet the, on Facebook. The last two you know, kickoffs in the Syracuse is like the craziest kickoffs ever, and he had like the screenshots right next to each other of like them kicking off from the ten yard line. And then us kicking off from the 35-yard line after that. So, um, yeah, Purdue just they lost their cool. They um, did lose their cool. They did. Payne, Payne Durham caught that pass. And, you know, just like act like you've been there before, dude. You scored a touchdown, you're up four. We need to go score a touchdown. There's 51 seconds to go. Yeah, he's, blowing, he's do, blowing kisses to the crowd. And, oh, yeah. He you was know, doing it all. Showboating. He, scored, and, yeah. he scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. He had a great game, um, probably a game of his career. But – you have to hold it together and he didn't you know and that's just where i don't know if the experience and composure of our defense and our team came through but it's just it's just arrogance it's all that's all that is i mean he's just he's just poking the bear and you know if you're smart you don't do that and maybe if it if you know it's the last play of the game then you do it it's you know but not when there's still time on the clock like that but that, that brings us to this though so you know we talked about tucker you know he struggled obviously it was a situation where you know i saw a couple of tweets too like oh get schrader out of the game or schrader's trying to do too much well first of all he didn't have a choice nope to do but to do too much um so there's that and also um i would not obviously take Schrader out of the game because they struggled. There's a defensive juggernaut in the first half and the third quarter, really, too, when it comes down to it. But um, leaders battle. Leaders find a way. And um, Garrett Schrader found a way. He struggled uh, a little bit, but he found a way despite Tucker being all but shut down. And just the ability to take... First of all, he took a he took a... A big hit on that last touchdown pass. He took a big hit. I mean, he was, oh, yeah. he, was he got up slow, and uh, to stand in there knowing you're going to take that hit and deliver that throw, and like Coach said, and I think Dom brought it to my attention, uh, sent me the clip from um, the huddle interview after the game, and Coach talking about the boulders that that Garrett Schrader has, and the dude's got boulders. There's no doubt about it. So, Dude, yeah, it's not even. <laughs> so um, I would never, I would, the only, short of, of, of his own safety playing injured, um, Schrader's staying in the game for me. And that's oh, just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, and the, the thing is, is that we saw that. We saw that last year on the Clemson throw where Trevor Pena caught it, and we got within three points. Um, he, it, it looked exactly the same. Virginia Tech. The game went and throw to Alford looked exactly the same. I mean, yeah. the bottom line is is that he's not afraid. He's not afraid to run the ball. He's not afraid to lower his shoulder to get extra yards. He's not afraid to get hit to get extra yards. And he's not afraid to stand in the pocket and throw a dime like he did last year against Virginia Tech, last night against Purdue. And I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not throwing any shots here, but – that's something that Tommy DeVito doesn't have the damn stones to do. And he's proven it before. Um, so well, hopefully we, by this point, we've qualmed the whole, you know, 
good a good on Tommy DeVito at Illinois starting. They look like they're you know have a decent start of their season, and and I hope all the best for them. But um, I'm I'm happy that uh, I'm happy that Garrett Schrader is our quarterback. Yeah, well, Garrett Schrader was our quarterback last year because Tommy DeVito couldn't do the things that had to be done to win the games, and and the guy who could do them is was is Garrett Schrader. So no, and that, you know what you. You don't have comparable. I know. I understand that everybody doesn't have comparable like running skills and vision and all that stuff when it comes to that kind of stuff, and even when it comes to making plays. But, um, you know, anybody can stand in the pocket and take a hit and and, and try to complete a pass. <clears throat> you have yeah. Well, anybody you just have could, to be willing to do it. Right. Um, okay. Let's see. Coach was asked about the secondary, and he says they didn't struggle. Struggle, but they they gave up a lot of yards. And I, I think you can make that argument because of the points that could have been put on the board, especially in the first half. I mean, yeah. th- there was a lot of explosive plays in the first half. They go for it. So there's a couple a couple things. Um, I meant to bring this up when Coach was talking about you make your own luck. Make your own luck. There was right to start the game. Okay. Um, and then I'll get back on track. But I meant to mention this right, right to start the game. They they always defer in my opinion i know that they're trying to get out to a um a fast start but they ended up going three and out and it's i feel like it's a dagger and, and at that point it set i think it set the mood for the next few offensive series and it was just i it just i don't know i it doesn't matter at the end of the day i understand the point of it um but secondly you can make the you can make the argument about about the secondary not really struggling, but giving up a lot of yards because of the amount of points that could have been scored. Um, we got carved up a little bit. Uh, corners got tested. I think it was good for both those guys. Well, you know, Garrett Williams really got tested, but you know, he led a lot of yards through from a guy we knew was gonna was gonna rack up some yards, right? So fifteen targets. Yeah, and we knew that Charlie Jones was going to be the guy, and we knew that it was going to be a situation where there's going to be some plays where he was going to be able to rack up some yards. I didn't think it was going to be 188 yards, but nevertheless, you know, Garrett Trader stuck with him all but once. Correct? I mean, there were some long throws in in in, but but Garrett Williams was right there with him the whole time. Uh, oh if yeah. You look, I mean, if you look back at it, and and they were just excellent throws. They he was putting them where, um, his receiver only his receiver was going to be able to catch him. But yeah. but them getting tested is is in in us winning is good because if you think about it, you know, um, just with the defensive touchdown, a block kick. And like Coach was saying, you know, what it's, if you got a defensive touchdown and a block kick, your probability of going of winning goes way up. And we had both of those. So, um, with that said, coming into the game, we kind of knew what it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was, and it was frustrating to watch at times. And you just felt kind of defeated in the first half watching the defense. The defense that we know is can be better than that get get carved up a little bit. But you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess you can make that argument. You know, they struggle. I mean, they struggled to some extent, let's be honest. But I understand Coach's point. And I know that's, I know that's your perspective, too. I mean, look, I mean, when, when you look at the receivers as far as they go, like, I mean, we know Charlie Jones is who Charlie Jones is. We knew, again, that they were going to throw the ball. But when you looked at it, I mean, first half, I felt like first half Garrett Williams won. And realistically, when you look at the 188 yeah. yards, I mean, what yeah. do you have? a 50, You had a 55-yard touchdown. 
And then the next possession he had to have, it had to have been a 40 or 50 yard catch that was deep um, that he ended up tackling him on. So you're talking about 105 yards and basically, or 100 yards, let's just give him, in two two throws. 100 yards and a touchdown in two throws. So you're saying before that he had nine catches for 88 yards. And I mean, I'll take that, you know, all day. And Garrett Williams, on top of that, Garrett Williams tied with Mikel Jones for 10, for 10 total uh, tackles for the day. Nine of them solo. So, um, and he also had pa- two pass deflect, you know, pass defenses as far as, you know, playing Charlie Jones and knocking the ball down to make sure that he didn't get it. So, um, when you look at that and you look at Garrett Williams, 10 tackles, nine of them solo, Deuce Chestnut, six tackles, four of them solo. And, um, you know, you barely even hear his name get called because they barely test him over there. You know, he missed one uh, tackle there in the last drive where they went down and scored to take the lead. Um, that was kind of tough. But uh, other than that, I mean, a lot of the other ones, especially with the tight end, like I know that last one, to uh, Payne Durham, when they, when they took the lead, um, that was Derek McDonald. Uh, he dropped and kind of went the wrong way, and there was a wide open spot. Derek McDonald messed that up, and that was, you know, a situation where um, – <laughs> You know, that's that's missing Stefan Thompson. And, you know, for a little while there, I thought that we were going to come on this podcast and then we were going to be talking about, you know, well, here's the first game where we've seen to where we were missing Elmore and Stefan Thompson because, you know, there were some some uh, zone pass uh, plays where you could tell there were some defenders, some linebackers out there that weren't doing the right drops. And um, also, I can only imagine that <clears throat> Elmore or Rhino would have uh, would have helped the run game today for Chris Tucker or sorry, yeah. Sean Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. He did it too. Come on. It was yesterday too. Uh, look, I agree, which is why I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't even argue that the, your points about um, Garrett Williams. So I, I do agree. I mean that he won the battle in the first half and, and that goes to the, that's why I mentioned, how, I mean, look, we're spitballing here. We don't know how many points would have been co- scored or could have been scored, but I'm telling you, to go into the locker room nine to or twenty. Yeah, to go in the locker room and ten um, nine to six wasn't that that wasn't bad. Nope. I, I felt fine with that at, at the Dude. half. You know what I mean? So and you looked at it too at the half and what they almost had double the time of possession. Oh my gosh, they had that's over the, double the yards. I mean, they were just completely. But again, they were playing very very safe. Other than the fourth down that they went for that we stopped. They were playing very, very safe. Oh, that was the other thing. Yeah. That was the other thing that that really helped it out in the in the first half too. Um, uh, just a great defensive stand there. But um, dude, you get you get carved up like that. Yeah, like I, when you're on defense and you're just giving up four, five, you know, four yards, five yards, four yards, first down, six yards, three yards, four yards, first down. Like that can get so just annoying. And I mean, there were so many times and so many things in the first half that happened where the defense just could have given up, you know what I mean? Or just gotten down on themselves because it's like, damn, we can't get a stop. They just keep completing passes, but they didn't, man. And then, you know, we took advantage of Ben didn't break. They didn't get as many points as they should have in the first half. And then we came back and obviously play calling and offense was a lot better in the second half. Yeah, it was more, it was, it was more aggressive, which we, yep. And we ended up getting the yardage closer. 
than what it was because they were doubling us up in yards. Uh, we ended up with 27 uh, and a half minutes, and they had 32 and a half minutes as far as time and possession. So, you know, we got that closer, plus we got that one turnover, obviously, for a touchdown. So, um, you know, huge, huge to be only down 9-3 to three going into the first half. Um, Nine. at halftime, halftime and, and, you know, going in there and that's just a huge morale booster when you get in there and they were ready, you know, they could have, Purdue could have had 17, 20 points and it could have been a different look in their eyes and, you know, you don't really know, but they made the adjustments. They came out and, um, dominated the third quarter and, you know, the fourth quarter was what it was. And I'm still not going to sit here and say Purdue shouldn't have won the game. Um, but however way you can get a W, um, you know, Purdue kind of gave it to us. But at the same time, there was a whole bunch of plays all throughout the damn game where we kind of took it from them as well. So Yeah, and, and I mean, look, they did kind of give it to us. I mean, they, they shot themselves in the foot, they, and they did it more than once. I mean, Aiden But we still had to make plays to keep it going, right? Absolutely, and you had to have the play at the end that that won the game. You have to, you have, to have that with a beautiful throw, a beautiful catch, and Garrett Trader getting laid out right right in the middle of all of it. And my only concern with the defense in the first half was, because we know how good they are, is that, you know, you start to see some hands on hips, and then you're like, man, we got a whole other half to play. If this doesn't change, it's going to be a big problem going in the fourth quarter, and, and it changed. So we didn't have to worry about it. So anyway. Yeah, well, then that's the one thing I saw when you look at, like, who got in the game, and, and I don't know how many plays they played, but – you know, Purdue had six, seven more players play a snap on defense than we did. Um, and, you know, kudos to them and then their defensive front and their defensive rotation, the seven, eight guys that they have coming in because they were just high energy all game. They did a great job stopping Tucker um, and, and kudos to, to them. But, um, I mean, our defense and especially I would say, I mean, shout out to, to Kavon Dar- Darton, dude. I mean – Eight tackles, one and a half tackles for loss. Um, you know, when you look at the top five tackling, you know, Garrett Williams with 10, Mikel Jones with 10, Marlo Wax with seven, you know, Deuce Chestnut and Barron with six. Those are all guys we expect to be up there, right? But then right. you see a Kavon, a Kavon Darton who just, as a walk-on, earned his scholarship this, this offseason, and, and he's in the backfield making tackle for loss plays. Curry the quarterback. Tackles. Um, great game, you know, by them, and and again, great game by our defense for at least, you know, s- continuing to stop the run. I mean, they didn't do great on the run, so. No, they didn't. But I mean, it is what it is. By by the way, I mean, what did what did um, what did they rack up for rushing? Um, Twenty two for sixty one. Yeah, okay. and a touchdown. I mean, yeah, they had that one fifteen yard touchdown. So I mean, you know, you got Garrett Trader throwing down eighty three. By himself, so right. Um, anyways, and that's 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 you know I I think Garrett Trader looked a little bit like last year's Garrett Trader, but um, that's gonna hap- that's gonna happen a little once in a while. It doesn't matter if you like we mentioned, leaders lead, leaders find a way to win, and he found a way to win. And <laughs> it was it, it was all put it was all put on him really, and what a what a a way to. Uh, overcome the adversity of not being able to use Tucker, which is our our biggest offensive weapon. It's just, I mean, enough can't be said about it anyway. No, no. And in the post, in the po- the post game presser for him too, um, you know, he he owned how bad of a first half he had, and you know, he had he said mentioned he wasn't that, prepared, right? I don't think that he wasn't prepared as much he as he said it was that. Just, 
He said Well, that. yeah. He's going to say that he wasn't prepared, right? He said, well, he also said that there was a lot of things going on. He was dealing with some stuff. So, I mean, who knows if that means that there's some personal stuff going on in the background and everything. You never know. These guys are still kids, you know, going through stuff. So, um, you know, and, and it, it really, I mean, you saw a different player from the first first half to the second half. And you just saw a guy that, I mean, sorry, but when I see Schrader, like, play, like, he's just unwilling to give up. He's unwilling to give up. He's unafraid to, to stay in there to the last minute, second. Second, yeah. And win a game. And win. he'll take a damn huge hit to do it. And he'll sacrifice his body to do it. And I'm sure that's why his teammates love him as a leader and will be okay with him going 13 for 29. Because um, ultimately, he still didn't turn the ball over. And he threw for three touchdowns, and they got the W against a really – like, let's not kid ourselves – Purdue might be one and two, but they are a really good team. Well, they're they're <laughs> a couple of plays away and a couple of penalties away from being three and zero. Oh. So, um, all right. With that said, it's time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on said game. You leave them. On Facebook and Twitter is where we go. And like I said, I'm about to have one more issue with Facebook, and it's going to be kaputs for that. So <laughs> I'm done. Okay? Someone hacked into my account and racked up $700 worth of ad fees. And now this page, there's a page stuck on my account too. I've emailed them twice. I've told them what's going on. They demand I pay them. I'm not paying them anything. And... Uh, I told them I'm not paying you anything. You locked me out of my account when, when I had no control over it. And, and they sent me alerts saying that I had suspicious activity. It was changed to Vietnamese. I couldn't recover anything because I'm having to copy and paste into Google Translate to find out how to do it because my se- all my settings were changed. And, and, and they knew it because they s- sent me an alert saying, hey, you know, you, we got some suspicious activity. Well, you think? I mean, there's $700 worth of ad charges that are racked up. Can we, um, you know, can we fix that and get this page off of my account? And they haven't done anything. So if they don't do it soon, I'm just going to, I'm pulling the plug on it. And it sucks. And I wish, you know, Joe can actually, I'm wondering if I can set it and just give it to Joe and make him admin and then delete all my stuff and never have to deal with it again. And then they're going to ask me for the money. (laughs) No, they won't. It's my personal page is what is like there's no there's nothing wrong with the QS militia page. It's my personal page, which is my personal page is wiped out. Like it, it's not my real name. I don't have any friends. It's not a troll page. It's just it's for work reasons, actually. Um I don't that's why I don't have a that's why I don't have a Facebook page. So um you know, I just don't want personal things accessed or things like that. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, I don't need it. Makes so, sense. So anyways, um, long story short, uh, I'll have to figure something out. But if you are not on Twitter, it is, it, if you do it this way, if you do this, if you go on Twitter and you sign up for Twitter and you, um, you, you're there for Syracuse sports and you follow just Syracuse sports stuff, it's fine. It's when you get into like, Well, you know what? It's not fine because that's mostly what we got. Anyways, I got no advice for that. You're going to have to filter it through because some of it's agonizing. But anyway, um, all right. Let's start with the Twitter. 
Um, and this one caught my eye early, so I, I picked it first. So I'm bouncing back and forth from, from Twitter to, uh, to Facebook, all right? We, we good? Also, if you haven't already, download the Spotify Live app. Go there uh, to your iOS or Android store. Download that thing. Sign up. All you need is an email address, uh, a username, and a password. You follow us at Militia. Sign up for notifications. When we go live, you can also um, you can get that notification. Get in the room with us. You can chat to us and talk there you can talk amongst each other via chat or you can request to speak which um you know a couple a couple guys really like doing that and it'd be uh it'd be good to just to just get it you know spread all that stuff around and we're going to be doing trivia so when we get a bunch of people in there we're gonna have trivia questions and winner even gets something how about that so all right um let's start here at sjsyro3 this game is what defines a team. Despite coaching mistakes, defensive breakdowns, and offensive miscues, they made the plays when they needed them. The true test isn't when it's in your best for perform. Uh, the true test is when it's it isn't your best performance, and you can still pull off a win. And when they did, go Cuse. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that obviously with. Um, <laughs> Joe, you're you're a terrible person. Okay, Joe texted me just now, and he's a ter- he's a terrible host. I just want to let you know, you guys know that that I cover for all of Joe's mistakes and issues um, on the on the show. And right now, that's my issue, and I don't know why that's doing that. But that noise was all me. But Joe, Joe has to use the potty, okay? Because Joe, Joe didn't. Joe didn't go potty before the show like he's supposed to. (laughs) At SJSYR03 on Twitter, this game is what defines a team despite coaching mistakes defensive breakdowns and offensive miscues they made the plays when they needed them the true test is when it isn't your best performance and you can still pull off the win and they did go cues i think if you were to boil the i should have saved this one for last but i think if you were to boil it down that is boiler maker that exact yeah if you were to boiler maker it down that is exactly <laughs> that that just encapsulates I think everything that we watched yesterday, and I wish I would have saved that to last, but it caught my eye first, and so I grabbed it before I had to go back and find it. But yeah, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of things to fix in in you know Syracuse isn't pulling off that win without the maturity that they showed yesterday. Um, uh, right? No, dude. Yeah, I mean that's. I- <laughs> There's a lot of teams that when you don't have the confidence in each other or the coaches or something, then they're not going and the game's not going your way. They start playing for themselves and it just gets ugly. It gets bad. Um, but this team, you can always you can just tell they're playing for each other. They're still trying to keep the eye on the prize. And, you know, up until the last damn seconds, they're going to they're going to do their best and they're going to try. There's no quitting this team whatsoever. And uh, again, to be able to pull this out, albeit with some of Purdue's, you know, own, you know, 
doing, you know, or harm doing to themselves. But like, well, we we shot ourselves in the foot a couple of times too. I mean, but we so. did. But I guess that's I guess the point that I and the one thing that I kind of grabbed from this was that like when you're not playing, when you know the comments said when you're not playing your best, you still figure out a way. Right. To, well, not only were you we not playing our best, but I think we were playing against just a better team or a deeper team overall. I mean, probably that. That might be the best quarterback we play against this year. Um, and that's, that's that might be the best receiver that we play against this year. And um, to not play your best and still figure out a way to win against a team that's like that's that's good. That's I mean, they're right there with, I, I think, the, some of the ranked teams that we're going to be playing that are in, you know, uh, our conference right now. So, um, like you said, they're two plays away from basically being 3-0, and and they won nine games last year, and they got an NFL quarterback, which we all saw yesterday. Yeah. Well, there's there's also, was it Thayer Thomas? He's another, like, guy that scares me. Feels like, I feel like he's been at NC State for... I mean, I think that there's some good receivers, but as far as um, the explosive receivers and stuff like that, for Charlie Jones to... There's a lot of receivers that to go through what he went through in the first half and then leave with trying to figure out what's up with his ribs. So he wasn't a hundred percent anyway. And they come back and still do, you know, make those plays. I mean, I'm not so sure he catches that touchdown. If you know, Williams doesn't trip. I mean, to me, it probably would have been knocked down, oh, or possibly, he, you know, intercepted, but that's true. He did um, trip over his own feet. On the yeah. I mean, yeah. and so that happens, but you know, there's Purdue, although not the best team we're going to play. Um, they're, they're a lot better than a lot of the teams that we're going to play this year. So to not, play to you know our highest standards and still beat a team that you know kind of dominated us for a good part of that game is super super impressive yep uh, michael on facebook top fan glad the four-hour commitment paid off cardiac cue strikes again what a game crowd could could um could have been better though well look the crowd could always be better if there's a seat open but but uh, that play, Caleb's interception, was all started with the crowd noise, I think, because it was loud and it got louder. So um, it, the crowd could always be better if we're missing seats. But I think um, I thought it was good. I wasn't upset with it as far as as far as that goes. But yeah. Four hours. It did not feel like four hours until I had to spend the last hour or so um, standing up and pacing. Uh, uh, Muhammad. I'm, oh, dude. I, huh? <laughs> go, go ahead. I was, I was going to say that, I mean, I watched the first half, and then like I told you guys, um, Blake had a, a flag football game at 2.40, so... Pause it at halftime, and you know we had our little thing for for when you wanted me to post on Facebook. And I mean, I was sitting there at three thirty, just waiting. Like I had my phone in my hand because I didn't want to miss it. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, oh, "What is right. going on?" Because you must have been like, dude, "What is taking so, him so long?" And I got, oh yeah, dude. And I got text messages. And I was getting text messages, and like I literally went out, like I refused to look at my phone, like at this flag football game. So the and, cue you know, was the cue was I had to call Joe, so he heard the phone ring, saw it was me, and then he then he wasn't going to answer it, but. He was going to um, post the thoughts on the game. That's how that got posted to Facebook. Yeah. So when you didn't hit me up to like 3.58, I was like, wow. 
like something happened in this game. <laughs> so, and I didn't really know what it was going to be good or bad or what, but yeah, man, I didn't end up finishing that game till I think about five, five thirty. Um, so that yeah. was with, uh, with fast forwarding commercials, but I was just, I was right there with you. I was the, the ebb and flow of that damn second half is just insane. Uh, Muhammad on Facebook, good win, but a hundred yards on in penalties is ridiculous. They need to focus on taking away from these amateur mistakes. Now, I would we only had nine for seventy four, but right. Well, I would. I would talking about Purdue. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think he's talking about Purdue. Uh, I don't believe, although he could be. But either way, the the penalties we talked kind of a little bit about it. But I mean. Syracuse had one bad game with penalties. I don't think yesterday was terrible. I mean, it could always be better if there's a flag being thrown, but it wasn't a lot of like the rough in the passer was 15 yards, right? That was that mean that to me it was exactly it was questionable. In the in the late hit out of bounds on Purdue against Garrett Trader, that was not questionable. That was clear. So no, it's clear as day. Yeah, and I mean, if you want to compare the two, but I just didn't think it the penalties. I just thought the I just thought the officiating was a little sloppy, and I don't think it was a for or against either team. I felt like it was just sloppy on both sides. I mean, we could go back and look at you know things that that shouldn't have been called on Purdue and things that shouldn't have been called on Syracuse. To be fair, well, you can you can, and even when you look at the end there, um, when you're a ref and you're dealing with stuff throughout the whole game. I mean, again, we saw like that. That Durham dude was kind of a talker. He was kind of always flexing, doing something. Yeah, you know, he, he was, caught that he, one yeah, pass yeah. and got his helmet knocked off and got up, acting like he was. I mean, we get it. You're a big guy. You're having a good game, but like, act like you've been there before. That's how I always am, and that type of stuff doesn't impress me whatsoever. Um, he's six, six five, two fifty five. He's a big dude. He's hyped, he's hyped up. No. Right, and realistically, like, he could have been talking and saying stuff all game and then you get to the end there and, the, and you know the refs could have seen that and just been like all right that's enough like do it enough they throw the flag and then the damn coach <laughs> the, the coach gets all fired up which again the head coach is going to have to deal with that too but that was why we got they kicked it off where they kicked it off from because they ended up with two 15 yard penalties because the coach then got upset that they called it and it got out of hand Oh, he, so, he got in someone's we, face there. I mean, that was a legit call, and no one knows what happened with the coach stuff because we didn't, they didn't show it. No. And then even after we scored that touchdown to take the lead, there was a whole bunch of craziness. And I guess Purdue, some of the guys kind of lost control, whether it was coaches or whether it was players. It was both. Kind of, Yeah. So was, they just they lost control. There was frustration. And, um, you know, I mean, look – Aiden O'Connell and Charlie Jones impressed the hell out of me, you know, and they sat there, they were patient, they weren't talking, they weren't this, they were being patient, I mean, they just, and they made plays. You sound like and crap, think, by the way, your, your signal must suck, you sound fuzzy. Sorry, um, but they he, impressed he me, care. and the rest of the team, and the way that they lost their cool really didn't, I mean, I, I can understand being frustrated that you're about to go one and two, and they probably had a whole bunch of high expectations as far as what they wanted to do um, and it probably didn't go their way the way that they thought they wanted to first three weeks but you can't just you can't let your damn emotions get the best of you and uh, to be perfectly honest with you that's what per- that's what happened with Purdue 
they lost because they let their emotions get the best of them. Yeah, they 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 let the fans and the in the game itself and the referees, if they wanted to go there, because I know they are they would go there. They let all that get under their skin. Uh, Jeff, these are the games we lost last year. Amazing poise to the end. Just to piggyback off, of, you know, if you want to um, juxtapose that to Purdue, um, like they say, it's not how you start. It's all about how you finish. We did. We did get pushed around a little. Defense again is major, and these in uh, the, the offense never gave up. Um, mad props for the whole team. So, yeah, I mean, they did get pushed around. They never lost their composure. Um, as soon as Purdue started to get pushed around, they did lose their composure. And it's just that's the that's a comparison, and and that's a that's a perfect comment to piggyback off of um, what we were just talking about. And, the, and and these are the games we we don't win this game last year. There's there's no way, and it, and and it's just kind of opposite too because you know you relied so much on Tucker Tucker's legs and Schrader's legs last year, right? And this year we're we're like okay, Tucker can't do anything. We need to get this ball through the air, and we got to start doing it quick. And that's how I felt, but. Um, it's just a different feel. It's um, it's good to see um, that we're a little bit more versatile, and I think this game this game showed it. So, uh, Brian, oh, dude, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. What? No, just all I was gonna say was that you know when you get a new offense coordinator, quarterback coach, and all that stuff, and yeah, first two weeks, um, you got teams that are dealing with you. I don't think UConn would have beat us one way or another. Um, but Louisville, you know, they had to deal with some new stuff, and I don't know if their defense really knew. Well, it was coming for him. Um, so this <clears throat> is def- definitely a different play calling situation um, than last year. And, you know, we had all year to, to put it or all summer to put a game plan together to figure that out. But, you know, you get a, a defense like Purdue um, who gets two weeks of seeing, you know, tape and everything like that. And now all of a sudden, you know, you get a team, a good team um, that can kind of, cover up a lot of some stuff you know you can see uh, after two weeks of film you can start to see some of like okay well they're successful in doing this let's make them do this right let's take away this like you take you get to see what what is working for them try to take it away try to make them do different things and uh i think that you know that's what happened but to see the second half adjustments and to see the different play calling and then you know i think that gadson is really going to be the guy this year i think that it's a situation where you're starting to see something flourish with them. And, um, uh, I mean, yeah, there's, they're going to have to figure it out. And it's going to happen as the season goes on. Because now, next week, Virginia is going to look at, well, what did Purdue do to be successful against oh, this they, offense? And they aired the ball. So now <laughs> they're not going to be – I don't think they can hang like that. Virginia. Well, again, I mean, but but you're right. But what do they do? They take the positives and the negatives of the game prior, and they figure out what's going on. You know, I mean, they take what Purdue used to be successful, and now, hey, we're going to do this, and, and now also, we got to figure out stopping Tucker. Yeah, no, I get your point, but I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate here. They they the, Purdue did the things but they not need. every defense has the personnel to be to to cover all three. I get it. I get it. Right or even stop or talking. offense too. I mean, not everybody's <laughs> going to be able to air the ball out like an Aiden O'Connell. It's just not, no. It's when not we good. said it was going to be a different type of game, and it definitely was right in the first two. And I mean, he put up numbers, but I mean, we was, won. The game was so right, weird. Guys. I guess, that's the only way for me to describe that Super game. Weird. It's weird. Um, I, yeah, and and I think that we all can see a situation where Purdue could have easily won that game, 
And you know what, though? They didn't. And everybody thought going into this season that Purdue was going to be a loss, and it's not. And we're 3-0. I had Purdue as a loss, but I did change it in the prediction show. And we'll get into that Tuesday-ish. But um, I did have it as a loss. I had him, I had him going into to the Dome against Virginia at 2-1. and one, So, But I did change it, in fairness to me. I mean, I saw the writing on the wall. So... Um, and, and they almost blew it. And, and to that point, uh, Orenthal on Facebook says, Purdue gave us a gift. Yes. Now, we can do all of the hypothetical. This is a short, sweet comment, because it, but it has a lot of, it has a lot of angles to it. Because we can sit here and speculate, but we don't, really don't know. But all of those back-to-back penalties that they had on, on those possessions to, to close this game out really, really did it. You know, if, if Syracuse doesn't, if they don't kick off from their own 10 and Syracuse has to, you know, they don't get to start from the 50, they get to start from the 25. I mean, that's, you know, that's. I don't how, know if they win that game. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You do, I mean, we, we, we could do the ifs and buts game here, but um, you, you got to imagine that just 25 more yards makes it that much harder. You see, it came down to, you know, going forward on fourth and one. It, it came, like everything was just like. When they needed to do it, they did it. And I just don't know when you add another 25 yards to that field at the end of the game. They had seven seconds left when uh, Gadsden uh, caught that touchdown pass. And right. I, I just don't know with, with how they were kind of mingling around and, and, and wasting downs and stuff at the end of that game if they, get, if they pull it off. So that's just, that's just me. Hey, look, someone can give you a winning lottery ticket. You still need to go cash it in, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, so, I mean, that's true. I totally agree. It's like the old uh, Earnhardt saying, you can't put a brick in a car and make it turn left. You know, you can get a good car, but, you know, someone's, you got to turn a damn thing. So, uh, anyway, um, yeah. that you know, I mean, it's, it's true, though, but you, you've got to be able to not only um, execute, but you, you're coming down to a to a clock management situation at the end of that game too. And it's just one of those things that kind of like had to line up and those penalties really helped. It just made it that much easier. Brian on Facebook. Thank God the good parts made up for the bad parts. Exciting finish. That's for sure. Exciting fourth quarter. I was so pissed that we wasted about 30 seconds, not calling a timeout in the last minute and a half, but it turns out uh, we didn't need it. So I must've zoned out. I don't remember that. So I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, we did. I mean, we didn't use. We had three timeouts, and I don't think we used but one. But well, the coach did I mean, say that the reason they weren't calling timeouts is because they were they were being so efficient with the time that they had, and he was saving them. So that was his excuse. Yeah, well, I mean, it got to a point where they even talked about it, right? But, I mean, let's put it in perspective. If Purdue has 37 seconds <laughs> after we score a touchdown, I mean, are you confident that they can't get in field goal range? No, I'm not. Absolutely not. No, I know. That's yeah, what so I'm you saying. want so some timeouts could have gave them time. So I mean, it, it worked. Yeah. It worked out. It worked out. That's all you can really say about it. There's so many things could have happened in that situation. We could have had some grown men or some young adults be able to handle their emotions a little bit differently, and we wouldn't even be talking about this today. But um, like to this point, we're given a gift. We're given a winning lottery ticket, and we went and we cashed it in. Uh, at Oil Cuse on Twitter, great win. It's much needed. I'm surprised how easy it was for Purdue to throw the ball. 
Um, Garrett Trader is freaking amazing. He's so calm, cool, and collected. Tucker didn't have a great game. Is he lacking explosiveness? Is he hurt? So there are there are questions that um, he might have gotten hurt in the season opener. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't heard Coach be asked about it. He wasn't asked about it yesterday. I don't know. I think yesterday was a situation where they just game-planned to shut Tucker down and yep. and and they and they the rest was left up to Garrett Trader and, and the receivers and that's what happened. I mean, maybe you yep. would like to see a, a situation where I don't know you <laughs> you Laquan Allen comes in. I don't know. Is it even? It's just no. I, I don't. No, I I know. No, I, I know. But I'm just saying for the sake of putting it out there. You mean you just you know because if Laquan Allen's in the game, this is the only thing. If Laquan Allen's in the game, and you do want to get a running game going. Maybe you maybe you use him to see what you can do. But I agree. I mean, you use Tucker. He's your best guy, and they know what they're going to get. And they were they were doing the you know the play action stuff. And, I see what and, you're saying. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just it's for just to try it. You, they could have done it, but they didn't. He well, didn't get a single is, carry. So. Right, because like, because a lot of times when you watch teams and you're running like a read option like that, right? You know, if if the quarterback keeps it a couple times and gets some yardage off of it, then the next time, or a lot of times, what happens is now they key on the quarterback and now the running back can get some burn, right? It didn't matter how many times Garrett Schrader ran for 10 yards or a first down, or he could have kept it every single time because every single time they were stopping Tucker. Stopping Tucker. So I can understand where you're coming from. Bringing another running back. Tucker's not in there. Now what? Are you going to actually Maybe. think about taking Schrader? Open up some lanes for Allen because you're not comparing him to Tucker? I mean, possibly. I think that we had a little bit to do with trying to get him involved in, in a passing game. But um, I think overall, I mean, you can't not try to give the ball to Tucker. But I, I get what you're saying. Is Realistically, it comes a point where he got frustrated. They were bottling him up. He was visibly, really he was visibly frustrated. Visibly frustrated, and even like you could tell, like he had the uncharacteristic fumble taking the eyes off of you know the ball on that pitch where he would have got some yardage. He would have had some yardage. Yeah, he's looking up. Probably would have got at least the first down, right? Yeah. He looked upfield before he caught it, turned into a fumble. Um, he was open on multiple pass plays in which Garrett Schrader couldn't hit him because he was inaccurate on some of those throws. So I can understand why he was. Um, but he might have been pretty, pretty, you know, kind of upset and kind of frustrated with with what he was doing. But at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to be a team player. And I think that that's what it kind of turned into. I think once you got out from halftime, they got him the ball. They tried to give him the ball and they gave him the ball a decent amount of times to try to make something happen. But at the same time, he was really, really selling getting the ball. And he, I think, bought into being kind of just, um, you know, somebody who was uh, – what do they call it? Pretty much decoy. What are you talking about? Yes, yes, decoy. He bought into being a decoy because it just it didn't matter how many times Garrett Schrader kept it and but ran that's and got what, yards. That's what coach's point was. They were still just was. hitting Tucker, hitting Tucker, yes, hitting Tucker. Yes, that that was coach's point was that uh, even though Tucker wasn't out there being the the normal Tucker we're used to seeing, he still made a difference because they still just if he was in there they focused on, which is probably why LaQuint Allen didn't get any touches, but. You know, maybe you try something with with Allen in the first half when it was obviously being 
when it was obviously exposed what their game plan was going to be. So, uh, right. at Tim Abbott 44 on Twitter, and I'm not a coach, so I mean, whatever. I'm just, whatever. Spitball him. We won the game. I, you could question those things a lot more if you lose, right? Uh, this is oh, yeah. this is one they needed to win and to get some respect. Uh, everyone knew Purdue was going to sling it, and we were going to give up something. Offensive game plan seemed a little questionable, but hell, it worked out. I need to go ice down now. I believe I pulled a hammy celebrating. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, coach, <laughs> coach pulled his groin, I guess, trying to keep keep the kids on the sideline. And uh, I, I didn't see it or, or hear exactly what happened, but uh, he was trying to keep everybody from getting the penalty um, and, uh, you know, uh, no. pull, pull his groin. So he's getting iced up. And, and that's, isn't that amazing, like, how that's become more and more like a difficult kind of thing for a coach? You know, I just think that, you know, discipline and all that kind of stuff. I mean, the fact that, you know, as a coach, you have to – I mean, Jeff Brom didn't do it yesterday. Dino told – Dino – pulled his groin doing it you know to be in that situation where you're the head coach you see that play and the first thing you're thinking is i gotta stop my people from being over emotional so we don't get penalized you know what i mean like that's where we're at now and like brahm had to do the same thing and he was unsuccessful and i'm sure he's gonna have some conversations with some coaches this week um matt in the um green room says um, LeQuint did get a touch, and we, we all know that he ended up throwing the ball, but he obviously he could have run, <sighs> and he didn't. So he didn't have he a rush. Ran too. I he didn't have a designed rush home. is what my point was. There was He had no touches in, in as far as him getting a, uh, nah, a design. No, but I would have loved to have been at the Dome and actually seen that open spot. Because when I looked at it, there's, there's, it, looked to, it, it looked to me like he could have easily ran, and Garrett Schrader could have been like, the lead blocker, and he might have been able to get a touchdown off of that. But I mean, um, it's possible. There yeah. was two plays that I look back on that I wish were completions. It was that one. Um, I wish he would have. I wish Schrader would have. He was looking back early, real early, and I think it slowed him down. He just wasn't where he needed to be. And uh, the other thing, um, the other one was the um, the the pass to Tucker. The, the, yeah, the, the wheel, wheel route, route where he yeah. had the damn line, linebacker beat. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, yeah, just he threw him by about three yards. Yeah, yeah. And they said, "What well, was it? Too much air into the ball?" I mean, I would say I don't think it was too much air. It was not enough it just air. Wasn't it wasn't it's long just, enough. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't long enough. Um, so, anyways, uh, let's see. Let's see what else we got here before we cut off. Here we are taking an extended, yeah, an extended uh, fan feedback. So, and there was a ton of fan feedback, guys. I tried to sift through a lot of it, and I saw some of it was um, people who weren't even really Syracuse fans. And if you're not a Syracuse fan and you don't have really anything intelligent to say, and it wasn't mean when they weren't being mean or anything, but I just I'm just gonna stick with the regulars at that point. At our files ninety, this team faced true adversity for the first time and met the challenge. Schrader was old. Uh, Schrader was old. Schrader. But once he got his momentum throwing, he was what they needed him to be in the second half. D did well overall, just keep Purdue within reach. Um, some lucky breaks, but 3-0 is 3-0. Yes, and that's to our point earlier in the show when we were talking about Garrett Williams is – he, he gave up a lot of yards, but he was right there every play to, to either, to, except for one, to either take Charlie Jones down or, and you know, let's be honest, he, he, he covered him enough to where, I mean, he was targeted how many times, Joe? Did you say he was targeted? 15. 15, and he caught what? 
11. 11, okay. Well, I mean. But how many of them were right in front of him? Like, that's my whole thing, is, is that, like, the way we were playing, we were basically trying to force, the, we were hoping that they were going to be a lot more aggressive than they were. So when you watched, you know, our, our defensive backs, I mean, he, he was one-on-one Charlie Jones all day. And like you said, he was right there all day. He was so, right there. And, 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 I mean, and O'Connell was throwing the balls where only Charlie Jones can get him. It's just, it's just first of all, those, those guys have been, I didn't know this. I wish I had known this during the preview, but they, they've known each other. They grew up together. They played Little League football and baseball together, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so they have a little bit of growing a up together. I mean, they were like right? eight. Yeah. Yeah. A big con- that's a huge connection. I mean, that's, he's the reason why they. There's a reason why he came. I mean, the, he Aiden O'Connell was a quarterback, went to the coaches, and basically got him into <laughs> Purdue. So, um, yeah, I mean, when you have when you have a receiver and, and a quarterback like that, that's just like on point. Then I mean, you could be an NFL receiver, you could be or a corner, you could be whatever. Like it's very hard to stop those timing routes and stuff, and especially when you're you know playing a man-to-man philosophy where it's you know keep everything in front of you. I mean, there was two plays really where I saw him get beat. Um, every other one that went deep, he we made the plays to um, to stop him. So yeah, good on Garrett. Good on Garrett Williams. To me, I mean, I don't think that I don't think I think that that performance yesterday probably bumped up the NFL stock for probably both of those players. Absolutely. It was a hell of a performance. Mahir, our boy Mahir, is usually, not usually, is, he's a, you, he's a basketball, I was about to say usually again, he's a basketball only guy, but he says, I don't even watch football like that, but I watched it with my boy Muhammad, and what a hell of a game. Yes, you're even drawing the basketball only fans in. So for all of the, you know, the big SU football fans, uh, you're drawing the basketball fans in. We're drawing the basketball fans in. That's huge. So you know when you can do that, that's a that's a big day. Eric Dungey did the same thing, by the way, and and mm-hmm. and and um, McNabb back in the day. So I rem- I specifically remember that with McNabb back in the day because my cousin didn't even watch basketball, but he he watched he watched, would he would watch football because of McNabb. So um, yep. pretty cool. Uh, one more top fan, and we're going to wrap it up here. Guts, guts, and more guts. Shout out to Purdue for taking Tucker away. And shout out to Garrett Mother and Trader. Some crazy flags. 49 points in the fourth quarter. It was 42. 42 points total in the fourth quarter. Um, but unlike years past, this team refuses to lose. Wow, just wow. You know, it's a different team. Um, we're we're heading into to a, a you know a, a Virginia game. Uh, it's a short week, Friday night in the dome, um, and then you got kind of a cush little game. Hopefully, I wouldn't look past anybody, but you got Wagner um, at the dome, and then you get a week off. So you haven't you're not going to have to leave home for five weeks, six weeks really, going into Clemson, right? So. Um, Gonna be, you know, looking at the, you know, I always look at the buys in the beginning of the year, and I'm like, ah, oh, well, you know what? That's pretty good. It's like right in the middle of the year. It's almost perfect. And I feel like that Syracuse is really gonna need it, uh, a buy then, especially heading into the latter part of the uh, latter part of the schedule. And um, I mean, look, we're three and zero, and first time in four years, uh, a big win, a sloppy win. I wish it was prettier, but at the end of the day. I and many others couldn't care less 
what it looked like as long as we come out with the W. And Purdue's fans can have all the excuses they want. Their team screwed them. You can only be mad at the players and coaches on your own team for acting foolish. Because I know damn well I've sat behind this microphone and blamed my team plenty of times for losses. So that one's on them. That one's on them. Oh, yeah. And we thank you for it. So, 100%. Um, that is going to wrap it up for us in the green room. Thank you, fellas. Michael Dom hey, the in there. Matt, Ant, our boy Tony, a.k.a. Q's hey. Waterboy, a.k.a. Tony, a.k.a. Ant, a.k.a. How about Anthony? those betters yesterday, by the way? The what? The betters. You know what the over-under was on this game? It's a 60-something, right? 61? It was 59. 59, Okay. It was fifty. Sixty-one was the oh, total. Oh, sixty-one right? was our so, total. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So yeah. going into the, so going into the, the fourth quarter, it was ten to nine. Yeah. And anybody that had that under on that fifty-nine was like, "Let's go." Yeah, let's go. And then and forty-two then, points in the in the fourth quarter destroyed that. So I'm sure that'll be in the bad beats in a sports center when it comes out of Scott Van Pelt. Um, yeah, don't watch Scott Van Pelt. Not ashamed to say it. I'm sure he's a great guy. You know what I mean? Mm, you know, so. every sports center, like, you know, every week he has these bad beats where they go by, like, what Vegas had and what should have happened, but. Cool story, bro. Sorry. Can't wait to be back here to talk about UVA coming into the Dome on Friday, guys and gals, orange men and orange women. For Joe, I'm sure we're out.